0: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Chai Spirits, guys. I'm hosting today. This is John, and I'm joined by...
1: Uh, Parker. I love the woo. I, usually that's me, so I'm excited to see you jump in there with the woo. Yeah, we to Open up the show. Good woo.
0: <laughs> and we, of course, have producer Jenny with us. Hello, friends. And we have uh, friends of the show, uh, Vic.
1: We're real, like, you know, a veteran of the uh, Chai yeah. Spirits podcast, Victoria. Mm. Yeah, thank you very much. And then, of course, uh, Unpaid internally.
2: Hi, guys. Today in my unpaid intern duties, I am making risotto.
3: So uh, I'll catch you after the break. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There's your mezcal if you want it. That's part of being
0: the uh, unpaid intern is that sometimes you have to make food. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, I'm so excited, guys, because today's episode is another special one. We have uh, featured this brand. It's Prolijo before. And today we're um, joined by a very special guest Juan Pena, who is the CEO and co-founder of ProLijo.
4: Woo! All right, all right.
1: There we go. <laughs> That's the sound effect we were looking for. Uh, welcome.
5: Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for uh, uh, you know, inviting me to tell our story, uh, what we're all about, and hopefully we're able to answer questions. and. Um, you know, but I'm looking forward to walk you through the world of Prolijo mezcal.
0: We are too. So you might remember, listener, that we have featured Prolijo before. We did kind of an intro tasting across several different mages, uh expressions that they have. So we did Espadine, uh, think of their tobola, Pachuga, and a Tepezate. Today we are going to be drilling down on one of those Megeys in particular across four different expressions within that that category it's uh espadine and we have got in front of us espadine blanco a reposado which is uh new to us añejo 12 year and a pechuga which is um it's from espadine but it gets wildly different from there so juan that's what we've got today but i want to talk a little bit more about the prolijo brand and and what you've
5: started yeah, absolutely So we started, uh, me and my business partner, um, or my business partner, uh, Katie, Rachel and I started Prolijo Mezcal. So the idea was born around somewhat like seven, eight years ago. Um, it seemed like, you know, a few months ago. Mm
4: -hmm.
5: And we, the reason why we started, um, Prolijo Mezcal is because as we saw, um, Mezcal here in the United States. Well, first of all, I am from Mexico City. My, my dad is indigenous of the land. He is Purépecha. So his family used to make uh, mezcal in Michoacan, Mexico. And my mom, she is Otomi indigenous. And she is from Hidalgo, uh, a town called Pachuca. And her family makes, or they used to make pulque which is a ferment uh, spirit, very delicious. Um, and with that in mind, uh, we started seeing bottles hidden in, in the US and I just recalling uh, the different mezcals in Mexico, which in Mexico, uh, there really were no brands. Uh, people will sell you liters or whatever quantity you will wow. want and uh, pla- plastic containers, almost like the the, the soda containers. Wow. It, oh, no. Yes, yeah. yeah, so and they would just put in a tape in there and just write in there, Espadine, uh, <laughs> you know, 40, 42 ABV, so on. And that's how it was because there really was no knowledge of what Mescal was. Um, up until... Uh, Recently, I probably will say is really when mezcal uh, started gaining ground. But just one thing to point out is that mezcal has been out there for thousands of years. We don't even know how how old mezcal is, and we can I can come back to that. But why we started Puerto Mescal mezcal is because we wanted a brand that will be representing the indigenous. Culture and tell me where Mescal comes from.
0: And I don't mean to interrupt, but so Prolijo, tell us about how you chose that name and what it means. The legend behind it.
5: Yes. So we, um, you know, my business partner and I come from advertising. So I'm a creative director by trade. So as we started the brand, anything that is artisanal is all handmade. What is we're doing, it we pay attention to every single uh, step that we're doing uh whether we're making pasta whether we're making a mm-hmm. cocktail and so on but at the same time um people because it's is very complex the process of the people really take their time to explain how they make it each person makes it a little bit different mm-hmm. and it's not a bad thing it's just the way they do it so with that in mind we came up with the name prolijo because it means in Spanish. Somebody who pays, uh, who tells uh, mesmerizing stories with high level of detail, or somebody who pays attention to detail. So that's where we landed with the name, and we designed the logo in a way that we wanted to be respectful of of Mexico. We didn't just want to grab an icon uh, just by, you know, created by the indigenous and just put it in a bottle, but that it was going to be unique, and the reason why it seems like he has a hat. Mm-hmm. Uh, in China's back in the day, uh, the level of uh, social status was, uh, it really depended ba- based on the size of the hat they were wearing. That's why the king said, like, some of the biggest uh, hats, and they were beautiful and, and amazing. But because we are in the world of mezcal, agaves. Is 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 the uh, main uh, item that we need to create the agave. So instead of putting feathers, I put uh, an agave pading on the hat.
1: Oh, yep. I was it's it's a cool label for, yeah. for for the listeners out there. It's just a really interesting label.
0: Side profile gentleman yeah. wearing this really awesome hat, traditional uh, looking um, clothing, and it's really attractive and and it's it says a lot.
1: Honestly, I really like because um, a couple of them have the black label with the silver. It really pops. I think it, it's on the shelf. I, it really jumps out at you, which I like.
5: Yeah. Thank you. In in, in addition to that, we wanted uh, in a brand, right? Coming from advertising, we wanted an icon that could be represented almost similar to the big brands where they take the words and you see the icon and you know what it is. So that's what we're working towards. Um and yeah i mean definitely we we love what we did the lasso was placed on the bottle because when you bought mezcal i'm talking about four years ago it will come like in this uh black ceramic pot they they almost look like a cannon mm. and so people will you know pour in there some mezcal, um, you know i'm talking more about the traditional indigenous that we put it in there and drink it but then they will roll over because the um, floors in mexico are not even such as here in united states so they will roll over fall down and crack oh, so no. what they did is they started utilizing uh knitting uh some uh, net with with lasso to be able to carry this mezcal and then they utilize like palm palm tree leaves to create a base and so what we did is that we put that lasso and placed it on the, on, on the bottle. Uh, one thing to point out in here is that um, this lasso is the rema- remaining, so the leaves of the agave which we don't use. Oh, wow. So what we did is that we give it away to families in Oaxaca, cool. they turn it into a lasso and then we buy it back from them.
0: Wow, that is so cool. That's very cool. I'm, I'm just, yeah. Amazing. And um, on the website, I was uh, watching these really cool videos that you have. And one of them talked about Leo as this guardian spirit that, um, and I don't know if uh, if you want to talk more about that, but I thought that was really cool.
5: Thank you. I do. Uh, basically, as we started to do research, 90, at the time it was 92%. I don't have the exact number. What is somewhere around 96, 98 percent, somewhere there, that 96, 98 percent of the mezcal that, come, that goes around the world is from just from Oaxaca alone. Oh, wow. So in and, and yet, it still is the second poorest state in Mexico. Hmm. It, it, it hasn't moved forward um, yet. And so what we did after we created the brand, we needed a mission to just not do a mezcal and do a business, which at the end of the day, this is a business, but it has to have a purpose. And I get jumped into it, how we did it. We said to ourselves, me and Katie, we said, we gotta, is, is we're being respectful and mindful about the culture of Mexico. Um, we came up with the idea out of our passion to say, our mission is to produce mezcal with cultural conscience. Yeah, Based cultural on the, conscience. Yes, cultural conscience, basically what it means is that everything that we use to create the, our brand, everything is sourced out of Oaxaca. Wow. So instead of using uh, buying uh, glass from a big manufacturer, we, buy with, uh, we work with local families and they go and source the bottle for us. So they make a little bit of money, but when you start talking about 20,000 uh, bottles, 15,000 bottles in one bulk, it, it becomes real money. Wow. And we do the same thing with the corks, uh, similar situation with the lasso, uh, the way that we recycle the agave. Uh, the labels are printed in Oaxaca. The boxes are being bought by another family in, in, in Oaxaca. So we that's what we do. In addition to that, we only work with mature agaves, and it makes a difference when the agave uh, the agaves are not fully mature. So, going back to um, the name of Prolijo Mezcal and the story of Prolijo Mezcal, because that's our mission to uh, produce mezcal with cultural conscience. So we created the story that that you know, it, it, the story says that Prolijo Mezcal. Um, the Prolijo mezcal will go out at night and just go and visit uh, the different mezcaleros. And the mezcaleros will let uh, the, the doors of their uh, bodegas or their, or, or their little palenques. Um, so Prolijo, uh, the, the spirit uh, guardian of mezcal, will come and taste uh, their different mezcals that they will produce. And in return... Prolijo Mezcal will pour his essence, a gratitude, to all the mezcaleros. Now, we cannot prove nor say that this is 100% true, but what we can say is that every time you open a bottle of Prolijo Mezcal, the spirit, the spirit of Prolijo comes out of the bottle, giving us the gift to tell mesmerizing stories. I love that. That's fantastic.
0: Yeah. And so today we are going to be doing four expressions just of the Espadine that we've talked about. And we're really excited to get into that, uh, especially with our um, other guests here who are a little newer to Mezcal. But first, we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsor. And we're back. And we're back here talking about Prolio Prolio Mezcal, uh, Espadine four ways, as I've uh, been thinking about this episode. And in front of us, we've got the Espadine... um, I, I It's Blanco, meaning that it's unaged. And correct. And the Maestro Mascalero is Victoria Mendez Gomez and Oscar Ramirez Santiago?
5: Yes, that's correct, yes.
0: Now, are they working together? Are these two batches that have been blended together?
5: They're independent because we have two different uh, gnomes in these bottles, and that is something that I wanted to touch in this thing. So our brand is is, is a brand... We have made the the decision to to really like be not just say it but doing it, and we're as transparent as possible. Or you know, basically, yeah. So what we do, we started doing is that we started to put uh, the name of the mezcalero on the label where they are from, and if they don't speak Spanish, then we like uh, Doña Victoria. She speaks Zapotec. We'll say that big sample apothec, and those are the bottles that we continue to create. Of course, today we have uh, bottles out there that don't—they don't have that. But if you go to our website, you can find everything in that. Oh, it's so much and
0: information! So-, so, everybody, what are you, what are you smelling here?
1: I mean, it's—it's it's definitely got a uh, very present nose.
0: I'm getting like a mesquite almost.
1: That's a good way to put it, actually. I—I I, I really dig the nose in this, though.
0: It's got like kind of a blue cheese mesquite kind of.
2: Blue cheese. I love that. That's, I mean,
0: it's, it's so, um, present, you know,
2: you saying mesquite is, and I don't know if it's that that's making me think this, but I'm thinking like barbecue. Yeah. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. in a a a really good way. And yeah, a
0: lot of, sometimes, you know, you'll smell scotch or mezcal and it's like really smoky, but this is. Like
2: very finesse. very like rounded. Well, it's going sa- in the- I, I, I tried it. It's, yeah. it's got a it's
1: got a r- beautiful savoriness to it that Ooh. I am here for all day long. All right,
2: well, I'm I'm gonna get myself a sip as well. Yeah.
0: So this is 90 proof, 45 percent ABV.
1: Yep. And yes.
0: I, How did you guys decide? I mean, this is just. I think it's a really perfect point. Did you guys spend time thinking about that? Because I know some are probably lower than that.
5: Absolutely. So in Mexico, the mezcal is being Drink today, and at 38 percent, 38 ABV to 40 ABV. But what we found, not us, not me, but actually the producers, is that they usually the way that it comes out of the bottle, that's how they used to drink. Uh, the the second distill, that's how they will drink it. So it used to be like somewhere like 60 ABV, 65 ABV, 58 ABV. And they are so delicious. So the more alcohol it contains in the bottle, the more flavors of agave you're going to get.
1: Victoria, what was your uh, takeaway from that, Mezcal? uh, I know you were being new to the spirit. I'm very curious your uh, your thoughts. I'm extremely new to the spirit.
4: (laughs) Um. You know what? Hold on. Give me a sec.
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs) I want to know what your feelings are on the smokiness because I know that that's a complaint you have sometimes with like peated scotches.
4: Yeah. I have a really hard time with peated scotches, but I do think that there is a huge difference between peat smoke and regular smoke.
2: Oh, absolutely. And this
4: has that, I want to like peat smoke so bad. I'll work on it. Yeah. Um, But this (laughs) has that like, like you were saying, mesquite, I get that in the flavor.
2: I don't Easy. find this overly smoky no, at all. Not I, at all. I think it has a really, really like well-rounded, um, flavor to it. I love it. I think it's delicious. Yeah, I
1: agree.
0: So, um, I think this is a good time too, for us to talk a little bit about the process because I'm really wondering how, how you all do it. Like, how do you, uh, go through the process of, um, of putting in that smoke at everything from the, I think you start with like an underground stone pit.
5: Yes. So we have, like, underground stone pit. And so we start a fire all the way in the bottom. And then we cover it with lava rock. And then once it's covered with lava rock, we're going to put fiber of the agave to protect the gave so it doesn't get burned. Mm. And then once it's protected, then what we're going to do is we're going to put the agave on top of this uh, fire um, inside the pit. And we're going to cover it with, because uh, dirt is the wrong word, but <laughs> dirt, it is dirt, right? So it's dirt. So it's Some dirt organic material. <clears throat> organic, organic earth, if you will, uh, you know, in uh, bridges from the land, it gets covered with that. And then in the middle, there is going to be a little bit of a uh, hole. And then we dump in that water and then we cover it right away. Once I happen, because it's covered, there is going to be a, uh, this pressurized heat, almost like a pressure cooker, if you will. Okay. Then we we'll cover that, and, and then we'll cover it with tarps. And what the wood,
0: is this a special type of wood? I saw it's Encino wood.
5: Encino wood. And, you know, this, this is the other thing that we're doing. So we just launched uh, our line of apparel. And all of the proceeds are going to buy uh, tree seed, as well as labor to plant it. Oh, wow. Because the popularity of mezcal, everybody used Encino. So there is a little bit of a deforestation happening. To the point where we started to talk about utilizing gas. Mm. So some of the smokiness may go away, so the wood no longer be that. But we are a brand that we are going ahead mm-hmm. and always planting more trees. Um, and so basically, you know, we go to the hills and we just start like covering, um, you know, almost like what they do, like when an area gets burned. You go in there and then you start like, you know, uh, planting the seeds and so on. Yeah. And that's what we're doing um, because that's, that is is the conscience that, that we have. Yeah, because you preserve the culture.
0: You're thinking about not just the moment right now, but the future generations that, you know, people who will be wanting to drink mezcal, but also just have a, a beautiful earth. So,
5: you know, in in in. in And the thing about this is that mezcal is not a commodity product. It's actually a cultural product. As I was saying earlier, we don't know how old mezcal is. There was the University of Mexico City. As they were digging, they found a piece of clay pot with residue of agave distill. And that little clay pot goes as far as almost 900 years ago. Wow.
0: Wow.
5: Because we don't, we don't, we really don't know. And part of the thing in here is that mezcal was never intended to be a, a, a beverage. It was created for two main thing, things. One was for high priests will do rituals. Throughout the rituals, they will be sipping a mezcal. Wow. And that's how they were able to talk to uh, out the different gods to to guide and them. And after the ritual, they'll be like, you know what, it's time to go to the river. There's going to be fish there. It's time to uh, go and harvest the corn right now.
0: Like a blessing would
5: it's come. Time to... Yes. So they knew these things through these rituals. And the second uh, part of it, they um, they will use it for medicinal purposes. So, if people had a stomach ache, have some mezcal. If people had a headache, mescal. They oh. cut themselves, <laughs> they will use it as a. Uh, you know.
1: Always works for me. Uh, it you know, sounds still- about right. Who, who needs a doctor?
5: That's what I tell my wife. I'm always this. <laughs> <laughs> I have
2: to have a glass of mezcal tonight. I
5: have a stomachache. I have a doctor's note. Very, yes. yes. It, you know, it's, a, it's a very good digestive. Um, and so those were the, the, the why mezcal was created. But then going back to the process, yeah. after the, the agave is roasted, it turns brown. And so you can grab a piece of that agave and eat it. And it's going to have a little bit of texture between soft uh, sugar cane and sweet potato. Oh, It is very delicious. It is delicious. So what the roasting is going to do, some almost like onions. Onions is going to caramelize the agave. Mm. And then from there, we like, break it into little pieces and then we dump it into the caona, which is a stone wheel. Can I ask you a quick question
0: about how, how long are we roasting this for? Is it days? Is it?
5: It just depends how heat, because it's not hand managed heat. So it could take a day. It could take two days, two and a half days. It just depends.
0: So you're just kind of monitoring it to see how the agave is coming along.
5: Yes, it's a, it's a winter, it's a summer. Is it, you know, so you basically, it's, it's, again, because it's not like in a stove that I can put in a 300 degrees. Right. And that's going to be my result every time. It's just basically, we're, we're depending on the on the weather, temperatures, uh, the kind of wood. It's a wood that is going to uh, lead up as fast as it did with the other ones, so every every there is not really a whole science to say it takes two days for this, it takes one day for that. It's just all depends on the circumstances, honestly.
2: So I may have missed this. I was just thinking um, when I was busy stirring risotto. Um, but is mezcal something that specifically has to be made in Mexico to be classified yes. as mezcal? Okay. I'm listening yes, to a, this a, like description you're giving and obviously it is, you know, it, it's not just like you said, it's, it's not, uh, add this amount plus this much time. Okay. That's mezcal. It's a very cultural experience and obviously something that's, uh, there's a, a big learning curve. It seems like if you're, if you want to get into making this.
5: You know, it's, it's it's quite interesting. So, Miss uh, Mexico has uh, quite a few states. I believe it's eight or nine. It's uh, Zacatecas, Durango, Guerrero, Michoacan, San Luis Potosi, Guanajuato, Tamaulipas, Puebla. Each state contains like their own version of, of agave.
0: Like different spirits uh, come from agave.
5: Yes. So, for example, like I believe like in Zacatecas it's going to be the Salmiana, which is a whole new different profile, but is the Salmiana only gross in Zacatecas? Just it's an idea. I know. That. Yeah, we, we've, tried, uh, we've tried a couple
1: of Salmianas yeah. actually. Yeah. If we, if I can, I would love to talk about this uh, Reposado. Because it's been in front of us for uh, a couple minutes now, and the nose in this is absolutely amazing.
4: I'm very excited to try this one. Notoriously, I don't like anything Blanco. Yeah. So while that first one was good, I'm sure it's not going to be my favorite of the four.
0: So, all right. So now I did want to let you guys know, we do have on the table here some orange slices with a little tahini. If anybody wants an orange slice to... Cleanse the palate in between any of these.
4: I really, really do. Oh. Of course, I do. Because I don't. really do.
0: Last time we talked about this with when we were on the prolio episode, and we did not have that, so I wanted to make sure we have that this time mm. to cleanse the palate in between. And and I know it's not like fancy uh, worm salt, but this is what we got here in Chicago. So enjoy.
2: So mm. this, that's right. So, First of all, that's just a good snack,
0: right? I so, mean, you can bring it to your kid's soccer game. Everybody's going to love it. Um, but it's also really good. So I do want to point out that this, um, this Espadine has won several awards, Sip Gold 2019, Las Vegas Global Spirits Silver 2019, Tequila Aficionados Brand of Promise Gold 2021. So, uh, that is, that was an awesome, awesome sip. So the Reposado is the same. Uh, again, these are all Espadine. Uh, but this one has been rested for two months in American Kentucky Oak Barrels. Does that mean ex-Bourbon Barrels?
5: Brand new barrels. Oh, brand new. Okay, great. It's brand new. That we bought in Mexico. Um, and then we charred them down there. Um, and, and that's, um, yeah, that's that. All
0: right, let's get, what are we smelling on this nose, folks?
5: It's
2: kind of C- Citrus. I'm getting citrus.
1: Maybe
0: like pineapple, just a little bit, like in the background for me. Like, because
1: it's I
2: got... Could, a- yeah, I could get something tropical.
1: I get kind of like um, a little tropical fruit, a little butterscotch maybe.
3: Okay.
2: I I
1: really dig the nose though. This is great.
3: I admittedly already took a a taste of this a while ago, Um, but definitely some citrus and I like the, the tropical notes um, as well on the palate. It does.
2: I'm going to get sipping. Sure. Yeah.
0: I will say this. It reminds me of the espadine, but you get that barrel influence. It's like calmed down a little on the nose. And I really like that. I'm still getting a little funky, a little, almost a little cheese in the background too.
2: I am very,
3: very happy with that. That was delicious. Yeah, that's nice. Vic, improvement? Improvement.
0: (laughs) I I was going to say, I think that as you get more of the oak influence, you're going to find that that, um, sharpness that you are finding difficult, Vic, that's going to go away as you get more of that barrel influence, it's going to be a little more vanilla, a little more soft.
3: So just to be clear, so for those who maybe are not as familiar with Mezcal. So everything that we're tasting today is Espadine, is that correct? Yeah, right. Yeah. So Espadine is a type of agave. Yeah. Um, and the all the different finishes, it's about how they were it's how they're finished, not well, how long
1: they're aged for. How long so they're they aged. This, this okay. one was aged for two months in new American oak.
3: Yep. Okay.
2: And got it. Boy, did they do a good job with it.
3: Yeah, this is nice. It's incredible
0: that two months um, can change the spirit so much.
1: Well, I'd imagine it being a new American oak barrel versus a, like an ex-bourbon barrel, yeah. that barrel's going to have a lot more influence being new than it, than an older barrel would have.
0: That makes sense. And yeah, so we do have another expression, the Añejo. Um, before we get to that, the Añejo, by the way, the difference is that it's aged not just two months, it's aged 12 years. <laughs>
1: Which is drastically
0: more
3: oh my. A significant difference. <laughs> right.
0: But, um, I do want to just point out that this, um, uh, this reposado is something new to us. Um, and Juan sent that to us to try and thank you very much for thank that.
2: Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you. Um, it's oh, fantastic. fantastic. I mean, I won't, so I won't I speak yet because, because I haven't tried everything, but this, you may have sent us my new favorite uh. agave. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this did win a Las Vegas Global Spirits Silver 2019, so you know it's we're not the only ones to like it, and um, and I noticed that on each of these bottles there's a batch, like and you said a batch is usually I mean it probably varies but a, a thousand bottles ish.
5: Uh, well, on this one, for example, we put we we bought five brand new American love barrels, wow. And we put in there a, ton, a thousand liters.
0: Oh, a thousand liters! The, wow.
5: By the time we got them out, we lost 150 liters.
0: Wow! And that's the angel share. We put
5: it in there on a 49 ABV, and it came out on a 46 ADD. Oh, Okay. Yep. And we are super excited. This is this is what you will call, I guess, a micro batch mm-hmm. because we didn't get a lot of bottles out of it.
0: Yeah, I mean, a thousand but liters is very small.
5: It is, and you know, we're super excited because look, um, there are some. For us, we like to, um, uh, you know, like there is a uh, reposado tequila, añejo tequila. So agave has been going into um, wood for decades. So for me, I came here when I was 17 to the U.S. by myself and I grew up with the culture of the U.S. and it is so beautiful and um, I, I love other spirits. So for me it was, okay, if I'm going to do wood, what do I do? And so that's what we say, we're going to use brand new wood because you have a natural plant. So it has. If we're gonna put it in wood, it has to have the natural wood. That's what we bought the new, the new uh American apparel. Mm-hmm. But this agave, it comes again from the highland. That's why you get the mezcal right away. Mm-hmm. And secondly, and it's like supported by the wood. It is very interesting. I don't think. There is anything like this and i don't mean that to, to respect anybody else but i don't think there is anything like this because you know this for us we can do a, in a small batch because we can mm-hmm. I mean, and I, that goes back to doing what we want to do
1: I've, I've personally never seen anything like this 12 year in Yale before well so we're not no. we're, we're talking are we talking the reposado right now right yes okay well yeah uh, you yeah. i'm so excited with the 12 year day but no but that reposado and this is the first time i've ever tried that reposado which was wonderful you really don't see many at least in the american market this, definitely the chicago market where we live here um many reposado mezcals you just don't see them right on the shelves there's like i could count maybe two or three that i can think of yeah um so it's, it's i didn't know that yeah it's uh you just don't see a lot of it but I mean, you uh,
0: see a lot of tequila reposado yeah yeah right 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 but I, I mean, you know, and I've had other reposados as I mean, because like you said, there are a couple out there, and this is tremendously well balanced between you, the the barrel and this actual agave still shining through. And I think you're right, Juan, that this really the the, the agave shows up first. Yeah, and that makes
2: it really exciting.
1: Yeah, so this is also it, much better than any of the other reposado mezcal I've tried. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I, I
2: had no idea what to expect, but. It, whatever I could have imagined this was better I really loved that reposado
3: I think that reposado would be really good in a lot of mezcal cocktails absolutely you know? absolutely. Yes. Yeah.
2: absolutely.
0: in fact there's like a whole section of the Prolijo website that has the cocktails that you can make with um, oh
2: fabulous okay that. so once the pod's over everybody we're uh, making little, a cocktail, cocktail I I class mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Right. <laughs> well, we can always throw some of this Prolijo in the, uh, the mezcal Negroni we're going to make for that Negroni episode coming up oh, oh I'm so
3: excited there for there. that one lovely um,
0: I do also want to point out we do have a tequila tasting wheel in front of us which is serving as our mezcal tasting wheel. It's from 1990, but hopefully oh, the flavors haven't changed. It's the best
4: one we can find. I'm sorry. This is the most hilarious tasting wheel ever.
0: Yeah. I just it, have it really to say,
4: is. There's... you know, I never thought I'd be looking at a tasting wheel that had sulfur skunk
0: skunk. Yeah. Um, wet cardboard. It, it's Natural
3: it. gas specifically. Yeah. I mean, there's a ton
0: of other like good things on there, like green pepper and stuff. Yeah, uh, I see
3: like eucalyptus, mint. Yeah, amino it's government. a very
1: in-depth tasting wheel. Very
3: in-depth. Yeah, it's oh high. yeah, absolutely it's intense. Yeah, I do think
0: I do think we need a mezcal tasting wheel, and I don't know that one exists yet. So if Prolio is able to, that would be amazing to put that out there for the world. Which one? Uh, a mezcal tasting wheel. So this is like all the different flavors like um, that you could expect to taste in any particular mezcal
4: Yeah, in in any mezcal across the board, it's kind of, you know, when you're, when you taste, when you taste it, you're kind of looking for a flavor. You can almost put your finger on it. You take a look at the wheel. You kind of get an idea of what you're looking for. It kind of helps you, you know, you absolutely. It's like
0: like having a test and there's a multiple choice there. So you can have like a little figure out.
2: I think sometimes it's helpful to have these kind of like what seems to be off the wall things like mousy and horsey because it, it makes you feel a little more confident when you have a note you're thinking of yes. that is
3: – Might be a little off the Maybe cup. a yeah. little – yeah.
2: I remember – Not traditional. I remember taking um, a wine class back in college and the note that oh, stuck with me that I like loved as it's such a specific note that you wouldn't think to say but it, it makes sense is like water you're drinking from like a metal – Faucet mm-hmm. it from a water Oh, fountain. that is yeah. extremely specific. You know what I mean? Like specific, it, yeah. It's very specific, but when you hear it, if you do taste that, it makes perfect sense.
3: Right. And it's like notes don't necessarily mean like, oh, like this is what it entirely is tasting like. It's just right. like I am getting a small hint of this. Well, right.
1: It, it right. Was, And also the, some of the notes that like sound bad are not... Like I I always, not always, but I generally get some uh, petrol notes on Trinidad rum. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean it's bad. It just, that's the note it gets. Well, I love Trinidad
3: rum. There's also other notes that accompany Mm -hmm, it. mm -hmm.
0: Also, if you've ever had like an NA spirit, you kind of realize what you're missing when you don't get that ethanol. Yeah. You know?
3: Totally. Totally. I mean,
4: just, just the last episode that we did, the rosé episode, I was trying to explain to my girlfriend that like I had this really delicious rosé that tasted leathery and briny. And she was like, that sounds horrendous. And I'm like, no, 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 You're like like,
2: really good. No, I didn't, I didn't pour (laughs)
3: olive juice on a handbag and then lick it. No, No, exactly. The the olive was a note that we got on that Rosé and it's like, that's not normal, but it worked in the moment. And yeah, but that is just kind of how it goes when you're tasting, um, when you're tasting really anything.
1: Now, now, John, let's let's jump into this. Yeah. I, I really want to get into this conversation yeah, about this how this even, this even happened. Full disclosure, so that's what we're using
0: those. for tasting wheels.
1: By the way, yeah. This, yeah. An, this Añejo looks like a whiskey.
2: Oh, yeah. And before uh-huh. anyone steals my note on the nose, butterscotch. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: we are going to move on to the Añejo, which is very exciting because, as Parker said, there are very few uh, mezcal reposados on the market and even fewer Añejos and... I don't know of any that are twelve years old, uh, which is just incredible for any age spirit. I really, I mean, from whiskey to
1: well, I mean agaves, it's incredible. In in my experience, you can definitely run into trouble over over aging agave spirits. I remember at a tequila tasting I was at trying, and it was a great brand that was like seven years, and I thought this is not good. This, even though mm. it was it cost five hundred dollars retail. It it it's too. It's, it's been too oaked.
0: It's a huge gamble, right? Like and keeping it in the in the wood for longer. And,
1: and this being twelve years in, I'm mean, because we've tried this before. Uh, full disclosure. And yeah, we abs- I have not, and we absolutely loved it. I, I
0: tried it I, and I forgot what I thought about it, it. So way to mm-hmm. spill the beans. Yeah. Well, all right. So then, um, let's try it. But I do want to um, hear about the mescal the mes- maestro mescalero and some more of the background on this one because this one has been around for a little bit. So I'm very interested to hear that. So. Before we hear about that, though, what are we getting on the
3: nose here? Like butterscotch bomb. Allie nailed it. Okay.
2: Hear me out. So on the airplane, um, on like international flights. I'm ready. We have these <laughs> ice cream sundaes that we serve in first class. And there is this butterscotch syrup that you heat up in the oven that gets poured over vanilla ice cream. And that is... Experience that smell. So specific. So specific, but that like hot butterscotch syrup being poured over vanilla ice cream. So, like, we're, so we're getting like that's hot, what this is.
4: butterscotch, vanilla. Yes. For all of right.
2: that. All of that together do you, do you is what get, I'm
1: getting. Do you guys not get a little bit of green pepper with that too? I I mean, there's so much. Like right. yeah, yeah, I can yeah. get the green I
3: pepper. All, I feel like I'm all over the wheel on this one. Um, I agree with everything that was said so far, but I also get like a subtle berry, like a black or raspberry. Maybe I toss a little bit of that berry compote on top of my hot yeah. butterscotch <laughs>
2: syrup.
4: Yep,
3: yeah, I'm picturing it. I'm picturing it. God, that sounds good.
4: I... Really can't put my finger on it. There is something, and I will figure it out. I just, I just tried it. It's fuck. It's amazing.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Parker just transcended to a different plane I mean, of existence. So
1: what's crazy about this is that yeah, it, but the the agave is still there yeah. though. The agave is still up front on that.
4: Green pepper. Yes, green pepper, yep. but cooked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's it's um, you That's know when amazing. you. Pizza is all I can think of because yeah. that's where I have most of my green peppers. You peel one of those off, mm-hmm. eat it by itself. It that or, is the smell, like a charred like, green pepper.
3: Yeah, like I like to this put is green pepper in a um, like a like spaghetti and meat sauce. Like I put the like put some oh. green pepper in with it. Yeah, um, and we that could. kind of. Uh, flavor from the green pepper Ooh. okay Vic has come full Vic's, circle Vic's reaction is <laughs> okay. much different than the that, other two <laughs> okay green, first of all green pepper yes to be
0: clear we're talking yeah. about the taste now just want to make yeah. sure oh yeah sorry. oh yeah I, we I forget that
2: to taste I everyone didn't just see the moment right. that Vic had with this <laughs> tasting this on yayo but did do something. wow <laughs> I think she had an out-of-body experience
4: I did I'm back now and what I have to say is green pepper and as you, uh, Allie and Parker, know, it is my favorite of the peppers.
2: I know if it I'm is. If i have to yeah. have, have a pepper, it's going to
4: be a green one for me. But charred. I mean, like, it's it's not a lot of smoke at all whatsoever. It's charred. But it's, I am yeah. specifically getting that charred green pepper. You threw it on a grill. You left it. You get let it get a little blistery and black. Perfect. It's like caramelized. It's so yes. good.
2: I, I'm it. getting a little upset looking at how much of the bottle has already been drank. What are we going to do about that? I'm,
4: I'm going to drink more of it. As well. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I, I've already poured myself a I second was glass. Say, say, as
0: everybody, I, yeah, everybody went back no, for the second on
3: that one. I um, The longer I've sat with this, I got a little bit more chocolate on the palate too. Like It's definitely complex because the longer I've sat with it, the more I've like found different Different things, which is something that we get with, like, more, um, like, longer-aged yeah. bourbons and things like that. Yeah.
2: I cannot stress this enough. If you're listening now and you are an agave fan or a, you know, whiskey fan or just a, a fan of spirits at all, like, and you can find this. Get it. You need it. Get it. And
0: then send it to us. You don't
2: yeah. want and to Yeah, you but, but you're going to hate it. And then so it. So <laughs> send it to us. Yeah.
4: Buy two. Send yeah. us both. No, sorry. no By send us both. three. Send us two. <laughs> no, no, send us all three. Um no. I just really quick. I on past episodes, always like to do kind of like a little a little pairing. oh, I'm excited. Yes. and I couldn't do one with the the previous two that we've tasted yet because I just can't. i I'm having a really hard time getting flavors. I'm very new to mezcal, et cetera, et cetera. I want to make. Some kind of cross between a chocolate silk pie, Yum. and a banana cream pie.
2: Oh my <laughs> God. Similar, similar so to like a
4: Boston cream pie, but with a in, banana base. This time you're inventing a new one, though, so that's a first. Yeah, I don't typically do that, but I I I want to make some kind of cross between the two.
0: And Vic, that would go with this,
3: absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that would be yeah, she does. If you would listen to the podcast, Vic does oh. bakery pairings. <laughs> John, if you yeah.
2: if you listen to the podcast, that you are a host that you're of. A host
3: of mm.
5: Um, um, I, get, yeah. I don't get any respect you, around you here. You know where I got this flavor before? I picked up only one place in the U.S. I picked up this flavor. So my wife and I went to Tennessee and stopped in Lexington.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: And by mistake, we wanted to go to, you name it, Wolf of Reserve. Service, to stop and try and get the tour. Yeah. It was close, two months in advance. So we went then to, uh, we, I just Googled it, and we found James Pepper, oh, which yeah. they make uh 1776 amazing yeah. bourbon by the way very good yeah. amazing yeah. very good yeah. um a lot of people don't know it but it's I, I i gotta say that perhaps for me it's one of the best out there um and so um we went to an ice cream shop in the same area and they had this um bourbon ice cream with uh salted sea salt pecans and caramel
4: oh mm. wow
5: yeah. And so that reminds me of that
0: I I can totally um, see that. This is, I mean, so similar to a bourbon. I think that it would be so easy to go from drinking bourbon to drinking this if you were not a mezcal drinker. Already. Yes.
1: But I will say I was impressed by the age, but you still get the agave very in the forefront. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, what, and one other comment I want to make is before we move on to the Pachuga, which I know we're, uh, we're passing around. I, um, so this did win the Las Vegas Global Spirits Gold 2019. Um, but, yes. But, but there was a, a more prestigious award that it won here right in this moment. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. From, from, from Get the, the sticker. I, no, I, I don't know how familiar you are, um, Juan, with our, uh, what, what we do to award great spirits that we, oh we encounter. But uh, we give that a, a sticker that says, this bottle fucks.
4: This bottle fucks. This uh, bottle
1: Fuck. which I love it. <laughs> which, which, which this bottle... I mean, like,
5: you know, when but, I go sell the next time, like, by the way, this one, this bottle fucks. Yeah. Yeah. Yes! Yes! yes.
1: For it, right
5: yeah so c-
1: c- congratulations yes without a fight. doubt easily uh,
3: i was so ready for that because I it does. Well, I'm, glad I'm, yeah. that, I'm glad that juan said it too and not us like that made yeah. it so much better <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. just like a
4: one more side note another thing i like to do is do one uh like a pairing that you could make at home uh if you get this just make yourself some s'mores Oh, oh yeah. it's, it's yeah. gonna be perfect. Yeah, it's gonna be flawless. You just gotta make some s'mores with it.
0: <laughs> so we are now fixing up uh, that bottle uh, fuck sticker onto. Uh, uh,
4: on
2: and that. I couldn't be happier. I'm yeah. soon this to be featured. We will post this on Instagram. I was gonna yeah. say soon to be featured on the Chai Spirits Guys Instagram. If you're not following, I
4: already took a nice picture of this bottle. I'll have to redo it. Yeah, yeah. you're yeah. gonna yeah. Have, to to have to redo to it. I'm to to
2: sorry. To <laughs>
0: so we don't we don't give this out uh, to every. Uh, uh-uh. distillery. We don't give it out every episode. It It is literally just a, uh, only,
3: I think only we, the bottles that we you know. found find outstanding in the moment. I think yeah. Jenny, didn't we have a statistic on how many bottles? I lost track, but I think so at one point in time we had tasted. So if you, this was maybe like a month ago, we had tasted 130 different expressions this year and seven of them fucked. Wow. So we're probably in like the I'd 150, say, 160. And, and i think we have, I think we're at either 9 or 10. So this so, is... Yeah, uh, so let's just say 10 of 150 is... It's like 5%, top yeah, 5%. Yeah, so that's top 5% of all, everything we've tasted so far this year.
4: I mean, I personally, I've been on what, six episodes? Something, something, like, something that. like that, I don't you know? know. Yeah, who knows? Something like that. I have never
3: said that a bottle fucks yet. Yeah, and yeah. this... This bottle fucks. <laughs> you were so, you were so like apprehensive at the beginning too. I love it. Right. Yeah. Well, we've got one more left to try here. That's right.
0: We're going to move on to the Pechuga, which is very different in terms of process. Um, so this is also agave espadine and there's a different, um like this uh, mescalero is Oscar Ramirez Santiago, who I think that we saw earlier um, with the espadine Blanco and the espadine Reposado. So, this is um exciting because and i'd love for you to tell us a little bit more about the process um Juan for making pachuga but um it's the same process all the way up to the distillation so these all of these have been double distilled in a copper alembic but this one the second distillation is with a chicken breast and seasonal fruits and mole a spices
2: what <laughs> what <laughs> oh <It's>,
5: what now <laughs> It is, it is an amazing uh, spirit. So basically, this, this mezcal, everything that we make is either a micro batch with a reposado or a small batch. But this one, the pechuga, it is in a small batch that we only produce once a year.
0: Oh, I was just going to say, so every mezcalero might have their own like recipe. Like they, You might know of like... Oscar Ramirez Santiago has like a particular process that's going to be different from a mescalero uh, in another town.
5: Absolutely. So Oscar utilizes uh, uh, chicken. Some other people utilize turkey. Other people may utilize beef. Other people may utilize venison, fish, you name it. Uh, Rabbit.
1: Wow. Oh, my gosh. I had no idea there was such a Yeah,
0: I didn't
3: know that. I thought it was all chicken. People talk about
0: the bourbon trail. I want to do the Pachuga Trail. (laughs) And just, this is incredible.
4: I will join. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I'm a changed
5: woman. Thank (laughs)
2: you.
5: So what we did, because Oaxaca is one of the states that produces uh, a lot of types of mole. Even mole is a Nahuatl word which means mix, because it has like six, between uh, 10 to 25 different um, items, and then you have to mix them all together and start from scratch. It's just beautiful.
0: These are like spices, right? These are
5: like... Spices, to make the cream, the the creamy sauce that you get in the mole when you eat chicken or pork or beef and so on.
0: It's like Uh, a black mole sauce, right?
5: Correct, and this one is... So we didn't grab like the, the cream and just put it in there. So we actually, we took the uh, spices like cacao, uh, cinnamon stick, um, uh, ancho, uh, chile ancho, and you name it, right? Like all the, I'm not going to get in there to, to give away yeah, the yeah. recipe. This is, yeah, I was going to say, this, yeah, <laughs> don't, don't give away your recipe. Right? That's okay. Like,
4: we don't need that. It's proprietary. <laughs> yeah.
5: <laughs> but so we did all that, and, um, and so it took us about three different distills. So we lost about almost 1,200 liters of mezcal. Wow. And the fourth uh, run is, is what, we, what you got right now. Wow. And it is a beautiful uh, piece of uh, mezcal. It has a lot going on. Okay, so it, really it has a
0: lot fun. going on.
4: It
2: does. So let's talk to the team here. And yes. Let's talk about what we're smelling because I want Jenny to start because mm-hmm. Jenny always has the best. Jenny nailed <laughs> it on this one. My note is
3: green bean and eucalyptus. Mm. I love
2: eucalyptus. Yeah. I um I was thinking I'm getting something floral, which led me to.
3: Perhaps honeysuckle. Yeah. I like that. I even think it could just be like a grassy almost. Even grassy would yeah. work. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm getting something more closer to like allspice or cinnamon. Okay.
4: I have the most buck wild. My oh, initial in. smell is eggnog. Oh, yes. I mean, okay. Like thank nutmeg. you. Yeah. Like yeah. Like very specifically a a
0: creamy. Vic, it's so funny you said that because I was like, it smells like Christmas to me. It's got to have that.
2: That's what I said. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's got to have that, so glad. that microplane fresh. I feel feel vindicated. Fresh. Not my nutmeg.
3: Fresh
4: yes.
2: nutmeg. Yes.
4: Absolutely. It has to
2: be.
0: Okay. So, dare we sip
2: this?
4: Oh, I do. I, dare. It, did you? I hope it. Okay. Well, I have All it. Right. Yet. I'm ready. I'm ready.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, this is the espadine, same agave. Vegetal. But yeah, this that is. That
2: is note number one, vegetal. I'm still picking up on that nutmeg on the finish. I am as well. I, I'm super into that.
0: Yeah,
4: I can't lie. I was a little worried because this is such a clear spirit, right? And when it comes to
0: well, the first one we tried was the only other clear one, and you yeah, were, and that was for was me for you, yeah. a little rough. Um, to be fair, like yeah, that's just you know, I mean, some people anything like Blanca, though, yeah, some people like aged, and some people. And some people like Pachuga, and some people love Pachuga, and oh, wow. I'm a lover. This is the Pachuga fan club. You're a, lo-
3: you're a lover. Yeah, I, I'm a lover,
4: not a fighter. I think I'm also a lover on this one. I still, you're absolutely right. I still get that nutmeg, like
1: freshly ground spices. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm getting like a like a jalapeno kind of spice on the finish. Yes.
2: Oh, yeah. That's that. Uh, I think that's that, that vegetal note that I'm getting is like you're biting into a fresh pepper like it could be a green pepper it could be a jalapeno, could be a jalapeno. I just want to it make chili be,
4: right
1: now it yeah. could be
4: like a an, a less spicy habanero we were talking yeah. about jalapenos sans spice yeah. on the last episode this could be the similar kind of thing like a hol- or sorry a, a, a habanero but sans
3: spice yeah no it, it, it's I don't know it's, it's interesting because like the floral stuff we were talking about before the eucalyptus and the honeysuckle mm-hmm. I don't find it as much on the palate. Although the uh, literally as I'm saying that, and this is like migrating to the back of my tongue, right. I'm getting more eucalyptus on it. So I, maybe I just take back everything I just said. I'm,
2: I'm <laughs> loving the way that it's evolving. Yeah. The first sip was giving me, I, I mean, for me, I was hit with vegetal right away, but it's opening and changing, which this, is really cool.
1: We said it is a lot going on and he's absolutely right that uh this is a very complex... It's a very right good here.
0: sipping uh, mezcal. Yeah, Incredible! Yeah. I
1: love and the savory l- mouthfeel. Like, honestly,
2: exploring just- as you go through, basically no bite to it. Mm. It's just opening. It's not. You know what's sharp.
0: So, you know what's so wild about that, Ali, is that it's 48% ABV. That is the highest ABV that we've had. Whoa. Yeah.
4: Something Seriously. about that chicken
2: breast. I don't know.
0: Yeah.
4: Okay, <laughs> truly. I just want this with like a fat roast chicken, mm. some some, <laughs> some fingerling potatoes, perhaps some lemon garlic, uh mm. broccolini. I want a I want a fat meal with this I, one.
0: <laughs> I want to sip this, yeah, sip this in like Oaxaca and like actually have some like traditional food. And okay, like
2: just, guys. I feel like this so is... So when's
3: the Chai uh, Spirits guys Oaxaca, heading down to Oaxaca? <laughs> I know, so I know, let's get an Airbnb with a nice like back porch overlooking like some yeah. sort of really yes. beautiful view. That's what I'm picturing right yeah. now.
4: I want an Al Pastor taco specifically.
0: Yeah. And the, uh, this, of course, <laughs> did win the 50 Very best... Specific. Uh, Very specific. Best Mezcal silver medal in 2021. But I'll tell you what, to, for me that... Yeah, so actually, now let's get into this. So at the end of every episode... Uh, and we are there now. Uh we do a compare and contrast. So I'd love to hear from you all. What was your favorite? And let's start
1: with Allie.
2: Anyhow. There's there's yeah. no questions.
1: I guess the real question is, was anyone? Was any- <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, was
3: anybody's not
2: Añejo? No, Anejo?
1: my
3: favorite was the Añejo, but I do want to shout out the Pachuca because I haven't tasted a Pachuca that I was, like, fired up about yet, and that was really fun to taste. I don't know that I've ever
4: had one, and now I would like to try well, more, but they're going to pale in comparison. They,
3: they will, and
0: I'll tell you, one of the ones, the first ones that I had was from a brand, Montalobos, and it's very good, but it's so different. And yeah. it's much smokier. And what's nice about this is that it achieves so much with being so, still so clean tasting and so interesting.
1: It's fantastic.
2: I so. love that Vic was here for this episode because notoriously someone who's not a fan of smoky, I'm, I'm not a quotes, smoky girly. But it just goes to show that, like, just because you hear mezcal does not mean smoky. Smoky. Yeah. yeah.
0: And a right. lot of people think that a lot of people think, oh, I don't like mezcal because it's, because smoky. it's too
2: smoky, but
0: that could not be farther from the truth because so much of this process as we've heard from Juan today is unique to each uh producer. Yeah. And so it really depends. You have to get to know each one. So, uh, everybody liked the Añejo and we got a special shout out for the pachuga. I do want to talk about the Reposado because the thing about the Añejo is that it's special. It's, I mean, it's, You know, Juan said that it may never come around again. I do want to try to convince you, Juan, to uh, source some uh, more American oak barrels to do this again. And 12 years is is not a long time in the grand scheme of things.
2: Just forget about it for 12 years.
0: You do have some sitting in oak. We know that because we're tasting this phenomenal Reposada, which earlier I do want to remind you guys that we were talking about what a unique expression this is. Oh, it's fantastic. And Vic, who was so, um, surprised I think is, Mm -hmm. you know, that you were really into this two months, uh, between the Blanco and the Reposado yeah, and what a difference that makes for, you know, people that are not into
4: I've been really trying to, especially being on this podcast a couple of times, I've been really trying to open my mind to, you know, the lighter tequilas and now the lighter Mezcals. But you know, in, in the past, every time I've tasted every single kind of Tequila specifically i haven't had too much mezcal but agave spirits essentially is what i'm saying i 9 times out of 10 i will always choose the 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 one that's aged the longest which is not the same for a lot of other spirits or wines or anything really i i just really love
0: yeah it. and you know what's funny is that i find myself the opposite for this so oh, usually okay. i like a blanco i like that like Peppery or that like fresh, like like sharp kind of taste that you can get from just the spirit itself, and then when you rest it on the oak, it picks up some interesting flavors. But for me, having started off spirits with whiskey and bourbon, what I liked so much about when I when I started drinking agave spirits like mezcal, and really it was mezcal. It wasn't like I didn't get into tequila until after having uh, mezcal. For me, what is so refreshing and cool about that is that it is the spirit uh, that is. Untamed by the wood. So it's kind of, yeah, you get both ways.
4: And I think one of our biggest takeaways though.
2: Guys, this bottle fucks. Oh, this bottle. Yeah, yeah.
0: This bottle
4: fucks. Yeah. I'm so thrilled about
2: this this yeah. bottle. That yeah. añejo. It's official. Wow.
1: Yeah.
4: it is. I just had to wrap it around one more time for that right. good, good añejo. <laughs>
3: yeah, no, it was a good, good reminder right at the end there.
0: Swan, so we want to thank you so much for being with us here today and for working so hard on such a wonderful brand that Prolijo is.
5: I appreciate it. I, I, I thank you for your time. Thank you for allowing me to share my our uh, story. Um, our purpose uh, is a brand. Uh, what we're trying, what we're now what we're trying, what we're doing, and the excitement that we have to try new things and um, really uh, working with the culture, and most importantly, doing everything with culture and conscience. And I, and I gotta be on. I got. I'm very uh, grateful to you as well for. Uh, tasting our 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 products and and what can i say you know it's uh thank you thank you so much
0: well i i will say that we are huge fans of what you do and mm-hmm. we will uh, continue to be and it's good to have uh you as a, a friend and uh to just be able to taste what you're coming up with next so very
1: excited about that and we look forward to seeing you at the uh, all things agave event in chicago yeah, at, yeah we can't wait uh, this month
5: so very excited i'll be there yeah, yeah we will give you when you want to go to oaxaca let us know oh we will oh oh, it (laughs) will
2: (laughs) and and juan listen we're going to give you when we see you in chicago a uh this bottle fuck sticker to put on your personal bottle at home yeah because you gotta have it
0: yeah Mm -hmm. and love it i'm excited (laughs) and we can't wait to see you not just this uh this month but in oaxaca would be great so we're gonna wrap it up guys it was awesome having you here today awesome having you juan thank you again if you are looking for more of that good Chai Spirits Guys content, check out Chai Spirits You can also find us on Instagram at, at Chai Spirits Guys. And of course, we would love your thoughts, your feedback, your tasteful pictures of anything you want to send us at all
3: <laughs> at Chai
0: at Spirits Guys at gmail.com. And that's it. Thank you, guys. Cheers. 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 Cheers.
5: Hello.